You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. Rise and shine. It is bright and early in the morning on this Saturday. I love all the hashtag CCs. Love everybody coming out in the hashtag CMC. Those count, baby. Those count for all the giveaways that we do. Now, I had to go live this morning earlier than usual, so I apologize if I woke anybody up too early with their notifications, but I think we're good. Uh, I tried to wait as long as I could. We got to go set up for the uh, 49ers rush road trip as the 49ers uh, invade LA, which I'm so excited about. What's up, y'all? It got a lot of people in the chat. I love this. And so what we got today, we're doing our, you know, weekly preview, predictions, scouting report, bets of the week, all that episode. This is turning into our flagship kind of, you know, mainstay weekly programming. I, I love this. It's, it's my favorite part of the week. I'm not going to lie. And I got to say shout out to Coach Cruz uh, helping with the research and doing all that stuff and getting it going. I love it. I love it. And yeah, I am seeing this earlier. Uh, let's get it, John. CMC 50 touches. I'll tell you this. This should be a surprise. Um, Debo Samuel being out, Trey Greenlaw being out, ruled out finally. We'll go through the injury report in detail. My bookie and almost all the betting sites immediately pulled down all of the player props because it adjusts it that much on both sides of the ball. And so uh, they're going to be up soon. I contacted my bookie. I talked to him. Uh, they're going to have those up soon, I've been told. I'm betting the over on George Kittle. I'm betting the over on CMC this week, big time. They are paramount, paramount in the 49ers getting this victory. There's no doubt about it. There, there's not two bigger players, and not even the quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo or Matt Stafford. George Kittle, CMC. Now imagine where the 49ers would be today, or tomorrow, sorry, this is Saturday as I'm recording this, if 
they didn't make that CMC trade. Or you know, let's even play take it further. Imagine if the Rams got CMC and not us, and you're heading into this game. Now they're still the same old sorry ass Rams, so it could still definitely walk out with a victory, um, even if that was the case. But it's not. The the CMC trade definitely um, alleviates part of the responsibility that Debo brings as a playmaker. Now, let, let's jump in, and now I'm, I'm flying solo today, so uh, tag me, if you don't mind, um, and, and so that I can get your comments in. Timothy says, betting we see a lot of jet sweeps from the Rams today. Yeah, I want to talk about that because this was brought up to D'Amico, and I want to let D'Amico answer that because you gave up three touchdowns versus the Chiefs against the jet sweeps. I hated this answer. I'm a D'Amico apologist. Um, I think that he's incredible. He's by far one of the top three defensive coordinators in the NFL. I hated this answer. Absolutely hated this answer. I think you're speaking of the jet sweeps that happened. Uh, and those things right there, we have to fit better on the back end. So it's a it's a fit thing from the back end level, whether it's the second level guys and the safeties. It's just all about where they fit on that particular play. And you know, we have to correct those things. And we didn't do a good job on Sunday of those. Now, okay, yes, he is correct. Uh, there were some very, very bad fits. One time, Ambry Thomas came in, didn't know what the hell he was doing, gave up a touchdown. You had some bad fits from the safeties. Um, you had some bad fits from DFF. It was just, it was a lot of bad fits. There's no doubt about it. However, once, shame on you. Twice, shame on me. Three times, what the hell are you doing? Right? I, I think that's how the saying goes. A uh, little abbreviation or <laughs> adjustment at the end there. You cannot allow – I've been a part of coaching staffs and where in-game adjustments just weren't their thing, which I think D'Amico has been pretty good with. But I've been on staffs uh, early on in my career where we would be just getting – just dominated by the same play over and over again. And we would go into our defensive adjustments at halftime or on the sidelines after giving up a huge play, and the DC or head coach would say, look – I'm drawing it perfectly on the plate. You guys just have to do better. And I'm, 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 you know, as a coach, you can't undermine your DC or whatever. Now, whenever I was a DC, it, that taught me a lot because I would ask, like, hey, guys, we need solutions. Give me some solutions so we can adjust on the fly. But I had coaches that would literally say, I can't do better. You guys have to do better. And it was just like, well, okay, that's cool. But five to six times of getting beat by the exact same play, I don't give a damn what it looks like on the board. We got to do it on the field. So make a damn adjustment. Don't let one play beat you. Now, I will argue, one play did not beat the 49ers against the Chiefs on defense. They could do whatever they wanted. Now, that was probably the biggest one. And will we see some jet sweeps this weekend? Oh, you bet your rear end we will. Um, yeah, McVay's going to be using those. It's going to be Cooper Cup. It's going to be some of the other guys, Van Jefferson. Um, they don't have a lot of speed, thankfully. But, you know, there, there's a big difference between Chiefs speed and you know, Rams speed, but they still got some NFL players over there. So that's one thing I want to see. Um, you got to adjust as a coach. You got to. One time, again, shame on you. Second time, shame on me. Third time, what the hell are you doing, man? Come on, man. What are we doing? You're getting paid. Uh, draw something up. Change something. Let's go. Now, let's talk about what's led into this matchup. We play the Rams twice a year, sometimes three times a year. I wish we played the Rams more. The NFL is a matchup league. Um, I believe that. I really, really do. And I think that's why there's so much parity. You know, people will look at games and say, well, this team beat that team, and that team beat 
this team. Therefore, this team should beat that. That's not how it works. I understand that logic. I get it. But some teams are more bully ball. Some teams are more finesse. Some teams are more schemes. Some teams are more playmakers. For some reason, Kyle Shanahan has Sean McVay's number. And it's not even close. Seven out of eight matchups, he has won. And I get the whole, well, whenever it mattered most, we didn't. I agree with that. And I would also argue probably the worst quarterback play I've seen. Uh, dropped interceptions. Uh, penalties, penalties. Players out of position. You're, you're right. But if you play a team eight times and you win seven out of eight, that's pretty damn hard in the NFL. That's pretty damn hard in the NFL. And I think that it would it speaks volumes to the 49ers. Again, if you were to ask, it changes every year, but if you were to ask before this season started, okay, you get to sweep one division opponent, who would it be? You'd say the Rams. You would say the Rams. Now, everything else maybe hasn't gone as you had hoped this year. You're three and four, losing record, not in first place. I get those things. But this is the game, and, and I've said it all week. Number one. This is the number one game left on your schedule. You still got a lot of games. You got 10 games left. This is the most important game. So it sucks that you got the injuries, but hey, this is the Kyle Shanahan-led 49ers. That ain't going to change six straight years of just a lot of injuries. Uh, I don't want to dive into that right now. Now, what about the Rams? They're coming off a bye week. We went live yesterday with Tom Quartz, good friend, uh, with Rams beat, um, and he he talked about how they're getting all these players back, and they are. Um, Now... The 49ers coming off back-to-back losses against the Falcons and Chiefs. Back-to-back bad losses, not even like close games. They they were multiple touchdowns, both losses. Mahomes, Andy Reid made the 49ers defense just look yikes, so bad. Um, And it it was just bad. The Rams are currently ahead of the 49ers by half a game because they had their bye week. So they're three and three, we're three and four. A win here would not only sweep the Rams – but it would put us in second place behind Seattle, which is the weirdest phrase I've ever thought of, I would say in 2022. But you've already beat Seattle once as well. So the 49ers, even if you look at my bookie or any betting site whatsoever, they have the clearest odds to a division title. The NFC West is a mess. But the 49ers are almost two to one favorites. This game could change that. They win this game, it's going to shoot up to even more than that. They lose this game, and oh boy. You're going to have to have a 2021 miracle where you were three and five and claw your way out and hope for a, pl- a wild card game. Like that's where this is going to go. Uh, you've got to take care of business today. It's what it is. Now, again, as I said, the 49ers seem to always write the ship against the Rams. Uh, last year they were three and five. They blow the Rams out. They went five of six um, of their next games. This year you beat the Rams by 15 in week four. Then, following week, you beat the Panthers. So the only back-to-back wins this season. I think that's kind of a testament to what this team is. You can't stack wins. You can't stack positives on the field. You can't stack positives in big-time games either. you got to get out of their own own way. They have to. They have to. Now, if you are one of the people that is coming out today or this weekend, i got to say, man, uh, thank you. We've got, and a big reason why I'm going so early this morning, I got to get over to the Fountain LA. Um, Our party starts at three. So the amount of setup and prep and getting everything going, luckily I live here in Pasadena, so it's not too far of a haul. But um, if you're in LA, you got to come out party with us. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. We got the biggest venue 
Uh, we've got space. This one, I, I was hoping it was going to sell out. We're not. We got an extra space on top so we can fit a lot more people. So uh, if you want to walk up, that's cool. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Um, just type in Fountain LA to take you there. Excited. We've got all kinds of stuff. Crocs coming out. We're going to be Juan Salas is going to be there, which is so important. That's huge for me. Um, going to be a blast from 3 to 8 p.m. today. And then tomorrow, our tailgate is going to be off the freaking chain. Um, we're going to be over in the pink lot, unlimited beer, unlimited food, unlimited, um, liquor, DJs, raffles, giveaways, competitions, TVs to watch the earlier games, family friendly, right inside the stadium. It's going to be a gigantic party. Um, just look for the 49ers rush road trip flag, wherever you go. And we will be there. Uh, we will have them flying all over the place. Now let's dissect the Rams. They're three and three. They're a 500 team. They probably shouldn't be. If you look at the, the standings, right? Okay, wins and losses are all that matter. I totally understand that. The Rams are negative 22 points, point differential. Dead last in the NFC um, West. Uh, to put that into perspective, the 40 yards are plus 12. Rams have gotten blown out several times this year. Um, they're 3-3. Three and three. Now listen to these results from their season. Lost to the Bills by 21 to start the season. Okay, that was bad. Beat the Falcons by 4. We lost to them. Beat the Cardinals by 8, haven't played them yet. Lost to us by 15. Lost to the Cowboys by 12 with their backup quarterback. And then they beat the Panthers by 14. But that Panthers victory, that was they were losing in the fourth quarter. Um, and CMC ran all over them. Well, guess what? We got them again. Uh, we got them again, which I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> look at Yasek. Yeah, I appreciate you, brother. A fellow educator. Once I win the Powerball, I'm funding every 40 hours rush road trip. Having been to just one, I'm hooked. Go if you can, man. Uh, we had a good time in Philly. That was absolutely incredible. Uh, hanging out, eating freaking bratwurst, drinking beer, talking live politics and education system. It was incredible. And I, I would say this. There are lots of 49ers parties, and I recommend go to as many as you can. They all have different feels. There's nothing wrong with them. Um, it, several of them are just large parties with a DJ, and you just kind of hang out, uh, which is awesome, and I love that. Our parties are much different, and the fact that we spend a ridiculous amount of money, and we want people to walk away with an experience and having met people and made connections. That's our entire MO. Um, so again, I love all the chapter parties. I try to go to them. I love the invasion parties put on by the 49ers. I go to them every week. I'm going to stop by today. Um, they're incredible. There's nothing wrong with those. I love the fact that there are so many ample opportunities for the faithful to get together all over the place. We have the best traveling fan base there is. That's it. It used to be like the Steelers and Cowboys. Niners are top notch. We're going to have over 60% of the stadium this weekend at SoFi. Well over. Uh, Vivid Steets already came out and said, I think it was 64% off the top of my head. Niners fans have bought more tickets than the Rams fans. I mean, we, we show out. It's Levi South. That's why we say that. So go check these out. And whenever I schedule these events, first thing I do is call the 49ers and say, okay, what time are you throwing your parties? Because I don't want to overlap. I, I want people to be able to experience as many as we can. But I'll tell you this. If you come out and party with us and if you don't like it, We'll refund you. We've never had that problem once. Um, you're going to walk away knowing some new people. You're going to have some new connections, and you're going to be a part of a community. And you're going to have a memorable experience. Uh, probably going to win some stuff. Uh, give it away 20-plus autographed jerseys this week, Whew, uh, the next two days, which I'm excited about. So um, now back to the, this game, and let's look through 
pro football focus, just different analytical approach to a play-by-play basis of these different overall groups for the Rams and 49ers. First off, you've got the Rams overall, they're 13th, 49ers 8th. Offense, the Rams 26th. They've been awful. They've been atrocious. 49ers offense, 13th. They've been average. Defense for the Rams, they're third. Okay, guess who they're tied with for pro football focus? The 49ers, who were first after that abysmal performance against the Chiefs. Now we've dropped down to three, but we're tied with the Rams. Special teams this is probably the biggest uh, discrepancy between the two. Rams are 22nd, 49ers are dead last, 32nd in the NFL. Dead last. Um, if we just look at a point scored and allowed for the Rams, they're seventh in points allowed. They're giving up 21 points a game. 21 points a game, 31st in points scored. They're scoring 17 points a game. I think that these numbers could hold true this week. Uh, their average is 21 to 17. It's pretty damn close to what I got. I don't, I don't want to spoil it too much. But that's kind of where we're at. Now, I've said this. I'm going to keep saying this. This is the most important game left on the schedule. Listen to quarterback chin line. Um, kind of reiterate that. Yeah, it, there is a part of that. Um you like to win every game. We're just, we're competitors, you know, division obviously is very important. Those games count a little bit more, but as competitors, you want to win every game. You go out there, you put your best foot forward. You put all this work in throughout the week and you know, you grind through it. You want to have a good result at the end, but yeah, these division games definitely uh, do carry a little bit more weight. And so we got to be ready to go this next week. This is it. I, I told everybody last week. Yeah. I want to beat the chiefs. Obviously I didn't pick us to win that game. But I said, like, if I could only pick one game to win, I'm picking the Rams over the Chiefs big time because just the way it, it works in the standings. It's a divisional game. It's huge. Now, Sean McVay. Let, let, let's, he's he's interesting. Um, won the Super Bowl. I think he's a hell of a coach. I think he's incredible. He has a lot of strengths. He has a lot of weaknesses. Um, he comes from a 49ers family. His grandfather, John McVay, who you, everybody should know. If you don't, spend some time. Go Google John McVay and learn his story because if you're a 49ers fan, if you don't know John McVay, you need to. Um, you can't tell the 49ers story without him. Um, you know, he was an NFL head coach, um, coached the Giants. He became executive for the 49ers during 1980 to 1996. That's right. Every single Super Bowl win the 49ers have, he was one of the top executives that was there. Um, and Sean McVay grew up around that. I think that's huge. Uh, the fact that Sean McVay coached under Kyle Shanahan, I think that's huge. I think it plays a part in this story, which I love. Um, and if you look at just what Sean McVay's done, he's been incredible. 56 and 27 um, as a head coach, 7 and 3 in the postseason. That's probably more impressive. Youngest coach to win a Super Bowl at 36. Here I am at 40, uh, chatting up with you guys. I could be happier, uh, but a Super Bowl win would be nice. Um, now, if you want to jump into the film, the all 22 film of what the Rams have done, we've got that up on our Patreon channel. Go to patreon.com slash 49ers rush podcast. 49ers cutback went through a detailed offense, defense, special teams, what they do. Uh, we have all the film, every single offense, defense, special teams play from the last time we played the Rams in week four. Just got to type in 49ers versus Rams in that little search box. It'll pull up every single video we've done. That's all there for you. Now, injuries are huge. No doubt about it. Um, none bigger this week. Came out yesterday. Debo Samuel is out with his hamstring, which hurts bad. Um, he has been the Rams killer. And again, I it's almost terrifying, you know, Halloween weekend and all those things. Like, you want scary thoughts? Think about the 49ers going into this game without Debo or CMC. 
Not saying you couldn't win the game because I think that it is a winnable game. I don't think the Rams are a very good football team. I think that the 49ers can be a good football team, but they haven't shown us that in two weeks. So a lot more of this is on the 49ers, even with Debo out. However, it's one of those just, huh, thank God we got CMC. Because if you didn't, a lot of pressure would be on Jimmy Garoppolo, and nobody wants that. Um, Jason Verrett, I don't think he's going to be active. That's just my own personal thing this week. I think they're going to wait one more week. Um, Samson Abacom's good to go. Drake Greenlaw's out. I think that's as big as the Debo injury. This 49ers defense has been amazing if you have two out of the three following. Warner and Aziz or Warner and Greenlaw. Two of those guys out, now you're in trouble. DFF's going to have to step up. Orrin Burks might have to step up. I hope Curtis Robinson gets some snaps. I'd prefer him over DFF, who just got slaughtered last week. Juwan Jennings, he's questionable with a hamstring. Kyle Juszczyk's out. Ross Dwelly's going to be in there. Eh, a lot of stuff there, and, and, and not good. Now, the Rams, they're getting a lot of people back. Cam Akers out for personal reasons. Um, he's going to be traded for peanuts or released. Um, Brian Allen, their center is back. Backup center's out. Uh, Kobe Durant, their cornerback, full practice all week. He's going to be back. Darrell Henderson, their starting running back probably. He's going to be good. Full practice yesterday. Brandon Powell, wide receiver. He's questionable. And Terrell Lewis didn't practice. Their linebacker, uh, personal reasons. Hope all's well with him. So uh, they've got some injuries. They got back Troy Hill from injured reserve. But they're out players too. They're guard. They're left tackle. They're on injured reserve. Um, they're safety. They, they've got a lot of players out. Neither team's healthy. If you want to ask which team's more healthy, well, that's easy. <laughs> 49ers are the most injured team in the NFL. Just recycle and repeat that comment every damn year. It doesn't change. Um, and, yeah, I, I really want Robinson in there too. Timothy Robinson says, Robinson is good, no bias. Uh, I don't know if he's a part of the fam or not. Are you, Tim? Uh, if so, man, Curtis Robinson's awesome. He did have a little bit of a rough week on special teams. His first game activated since his injury. But, man, we saw what he could do in the special teams. And yeah, thank you, Josh, the man. I love this dude. 40 hours faithful forever. Can we see more Drake Jackson, please? I love that. He got 30 plus snaps last week. I kind of want it up. How about I probably shouldn't. I think 35 snaps should be the limit. Um, but I want him on the field with Nick Bosa more often. Um, if that makes sense. Um, Samson, I love the revenge game. He had his best game against the Rams, you know, just a few short weeks ago. He's a little banged up with his Achilles, but he's he's going to be good. Um, I think that the advantage that the 49ers have in this game above any other position is their defensive ends versus their offensive tackles. I think that's the clearest cut advantage of any part of this game. 49ers DNs, defensive tackles are a mess. I get that. Um, but so is the Rams' interior offensive line. It's not like the Chiefs going against the best center in football and Joe Thune. This ain't happening. Rams do not have that. They really, really don't. And so it's difficult for me to look at this as a matchup game, which again, NFL's a matchup league, guys. You look at this, it's very hard to say this is where the Rams win. That's hard to find. Perhaps against our wide receivers. Um, that would probably be the biggest one with Debo out because I fully expect Jalen Ramsey to shadow Brandon Ayuk on every single play. On every single play. Now, Brandon Ayuk's route running, he's going to beat Ramsey. Uh, might only be three out of ten times, but he's going to have those plays where he gets open and creates separation. Ayuk's that good of a route runner. 
Do you want to test it, though, against Jalen Ramsey? Because if you throw the ball 10 times at Jalen Ramsey, you expect a turnover. I expect a turnover from Jimmy Garoppolo any game anyway. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see there. Uh, now, history of this matchup, it's awesome. 49ers lead 76-68 to 68 with three ties. Niners have won seven out of the last eight. In all those eight matchups, the 49ers score over 20, they win the game. The only time they have lost, NFC Championship game, when it mattered most, they scored 17. That's going to ring true this weekend as well. I do not see this being a high-scoring matchup. I am betting the under. I took an ulterior uh, line, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but, yeah, I'm betting the under on this game, but not what they gave us. I added a couple points. Uh Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, last matchup, 40 hours won by 15. Um, week four, 2022, uh, 24 to nine. The 49ers won. Stafford, no touchdowns, one interception. Jimmy, one touchdown, no interceptions. Oh my gosh, if I could have that again. Um, Wilson rushed for 74 yards and a touchdown. Debo had six catches, 115 yards, and that one huge touchdown. You remember just, you know, that high screen pass that was an incredible catch, broke four tackles, ran it through Jalen Ramsey. We don't have them. We don't have them. Um, we don't have them. So, Drake Greenlaw, 15 total tackles again in that game. We don't have them. I'm telling you, you're taking the best offensive player and best defensive player from week four, and they're not playing. They're not playing. CMC will pick up a lot of the slack on offense. Who's going to step up on defense? Don't know. Um, Warner has not been the same since you lost Eric Armstead. And when Greenlaw went out, even more focus was put on Fred Warner from an offensive perspective. That scares me. 
Um, but the 40 hours defense had seven sacks last time. Bosa and Epicom each had two and two forced turnovers. So again, back to this idea. Where is the clearest cut advantage in this game? 49ers defensive ends over the Rams offensive tackles. That's number one. That is number one. Um, now uh, let's look through this Rams defense. It's, it's it's good. Second in red zone percentage. They've allowed four touchdowns and 12 road zone trips. 49ers suck at that. Um, six and rushing touchdowns allowed. They forced eight turnovers, so they get the ball back a lot. However, it's not complimentary football, and this is why the record is what it is. The Rams are total negative five in turnover ratio. That's 31st in the league. So they're basically negative one in the turnover ratio every single game almost. Eighth in pass yards allowed, fifth in yards allowed, um, 16th in yards per pass, 15th in third down percentage, right, league average. Um, 10th in yards per rush, 4.2. That's where you got to win. Run the ball with CMC. Eighth in defensive DVOA and first in first downs allowed. They don't give up a lot of first downs. They give up big plays, but not a lot of first downs. Um, Strengths, we know it. Um, They they got studs. Now, I did think that this was pretty impressive. Forrester, who's... I think probably one of the top coaches on the staff, our offensive line run game specialist coach was asked what it takes to stop Aaron Donald. And, you know, they prefaced it by asking him, you know, Donald hasn't had his best games against you. Why is that? Aaron Donald's a great player and has had great games against us. I think it's a group effort. I think, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, whether it's, whether it's the, the protection plan, whether it's the quarterback getting the ball out and how we design the passing game, whether it's the types of runs we run, where we run them. I mean, I will say that he is a focal point for us on every single play. There isn't a play that, that we don't run where Aaron Donald isn't considered. And uh, I've been real fortunate in my career when I started with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, uh, John Randall was the three technique and, and Warren Sapp was in the division as a three technique in Tampa. Then I went to Tampa and went against John Randall. And I would always talk to my friends when they'd go against us at both places. And on the, in the olden days before the spreadsheets and the computerized blocking sheets and everything else, you did them by hand. But every single time you would circle, they would circle, there's where John Randall is. There's where John Randall is. There's where Warren Sapp is. There's where Warren Sapp is. For me, it was, and then there's where Reggie White is, and there's where Warren Sapp is. There's where George, you know, John Randall is. And you better know where those guys are. And Aaron Donald's just one of those players. And it happens weekly. I mean, shoot, the guy, the guy with Atlanta last week, the guy from Kansas City. I mean, these guys are exceptional players, and they will tear your game up if you're not aware of where they are. And I think that that's something that you really have to do. And, and Aaron Donald obviously is. I've said it before. You know, you're, you're only you're dying a slow death. You're doing the best that you can you know to to make sure that that you try and do it and, and there's things that they can do to 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 make sure that that he gets his one-on-one matchups and has a chance to wreck the game and do things to you and yeah i, I love that i could listen to that all all day you mean tell me you're talking john randall one of my favorite players of all time reggie white warren sap aaron donald's in that mix and i think a big reason why donald's best games have not come against the 49ers is because of that guy right there forrester we don't give him enough praise since he showed up, again, the, the context is important. When you coach against those studs for so much of your career, you kind of learn those things. And, man, I've been part of those hand-drawn blocking charts and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I love that. I just absolutely love that. Um, now, Bobby Wagner, he's played great against the run, still struggled in pass. Um, Jones, number nine rated linebacker. I actually think that he's played much better than, um, Wagner as far as complete linebacker play Jalen Ramsey, number three cornerback. Um, he's been great. 
that's the rough thing about this team, the Rams. If their stars shine out, they could beat anybody. They won the Super Bowl last year. But they lost eight starters, not through injury, through offseason. They lost eight starters. That's a lot. And they didn't replace them with quality level play. And then the injuries has, we've been saying this forever. If they start getting injured, they're going to tank. Sadly, they've had the best injured luck, whatever, the past three years. They've been a top of the league this year. Not so much. Now they've regressed kind of down to average 49ers still well below average. Um, And you know, that's the difference. Can the 49ers have they insulated their roster and created enough depth to overcome that? Yeah. We're going to kind of find out. We're going to find out. Weaknesses, safety play has been bad. Um, Edge play, bottom third of the league. Hollins and Floyd really haven't been that great, but they haven't been awful either. Um, It starts inside with them. That's everything. So how do you take advantage of this? Debo's out. And, you know, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. But here I want want to go back to Forrester again because I think that this is key with Debo out. Two players, George Kittle who's back-to-back weeks is balled out, right? Uh, last two weeks, who? what tight ends have the 49ers gone against? Kyle Pitts, who's, you know, the new touted stud, whatever, going to be the greatest ever, and Kelsey. Well, guess what? Whether you're looking at just receiving, you know, stats, which is what most fans do nowadays, um, Kittle beat them both, both games. More catches, more yards. Uh, same amount of touchdowns than them combined. So I think that's got to continue, but even more important than that, C M freaking C. You know, whatever whatever Christian's in for, we're gonna board a block for anybody who's in there. But no, it really there isn't much difference, I'd say, between any of the guys. It's just the the style of and I think with Christian, it's he really does everything. There's some Debo plays, obviously, but it's not like you say, hey guys, we got the Debo package going in, or hey guys, we got Christian coming in. You know, it's it's gonna be whoever's whoever's up for the carries, and we're gonna be ready to block whatever it is, and we're more preparing for what we think is gonna be good against the defense. And then if there's something that we say, hey boy, we'd really love to get, we think this play is gonna be good and this would be a good play for Christian or this would be a good play for Jeff then let's put him in for that play and I fully do expect Jeff Wilson's still going to get probably six to seven carries and I'm glad I I want him to Um, but I want McGlitchy I'm sorry uh, I don't want CMC to get I want 20 plus touches I want 20 plus touches in the run game and pass I don't care how you do it I prefer probably 14 runs and six catches if, if I was scheming it up right um, because again, like what happens is you, you sit down with your coaches offensively. This is what you do in the offenses room. You don't do this in D and again, I've been an OC, I've been a head coach. I've been a DC. I've been a part of these things and the rooms are totally different, but in, in the offensive room, you sit down and you say, all right, guys, we've got, you know, we're, we're planning for 64 plays. Who do we want these plays going to roughly? So you chart out, okay, we got 64 plays. I want 20 plays going to this. I want 15 plays going here, here, here. Now you don't go by that as the game goes on, but you do do, you have a coach, a quality assistant coach that goes by and does quarterly adjustments. Sometimes you do drive adjustments and say, Hey coach, we're behind on targets for CMC. We're ahead on targets for Juwan Jennings. We're right on pace for Kittle. And so you try to keep those numbers going, right? Um, I want 20, I want 20, 20. Um, don't care how you do it. I want 20 touches for CMC. He can do it all. And I want him getting screens out wide. I want him lining out wide. And I want you running those same damn Debo plays to Christian McCaffrey. That's what I want. Now, players that uh, scare me um, to watch out for. 
on our side, right? Donald, Ramsey, I get that. Wagner, I get that. We got to be honest about what's going on with Mike McGlinchey. It's not good. Now, if you look at last week, he was really good in the first half. McGlinchey was great. But then he just started stacking bad plays, bad plays, bad plays. And we've seen this so many times. And this last time, we're going to hear from uh, Forrester. But, man, I thought this press conference clip was great. Shout out to Juan Salas. I thought he crushed it getting these clips. Listen to him talking about McGlinchey's play. Yeah, it was. It, it, we uh, talked to him during the game, uh, spoke with him. It's, and it's hard to watch him individually during the game because you're trying to see defensive schematics. You're trying to see everybody. So it's hard to get him in game other than to just try and say, hey, look, just get back to your fundamentals and whatever. Um, but, but yeah, we definitely have, have addressed it afterwards. And he's better than ever. This is, you know, regardless of the result, the, the follow-through afterwards, everything leading up to this has been much better than in the past. So, yeah, it was, it was, there, were some, there were some rough plays there at the end of the game for him uh, and not, not good enough by any stretch of the imagination, but it's different than in past years, definitely. His approach, like I said, his approach since coming off the injury, his approach last year before getting hurt, and then how he's worked on himself throughout uh, was much better. Was the result what we wanted? No, it was still not a good enough result. There's no excuse for it. So we have to continue to work to fix that. I, I appreciate hearing that. You know, Kyle has not been as vocal um, against McGlinchey. I know he loves him, friends of the family, all that kind of stuff. But hearing the, the coach responsible for the offensive line with that type of critical, appropriately critical, and I think McGlinchey would agree with that. You look at his body language after all those negative plays, he's pissed. Um, and I hope that he rebounds because for this 49ers to make a playoff run, you need McGlinchey. Uh, personally, I, I would be working in, uh, Colts McKivitz is coming back after the bye. I want him working in and rotating series, you know, maybe three series for McGlinchey, one for, uh, McKivitz, something along those lines. That's what I would do. Uh, very similar to what they're doing with Spencer Burford and Daniel Brunskill. Now let's jump to the other side. Let's jump to the other side. The Rams offense is its a mess right now, man. I want to be honest with you. Um, very similar to the 49ers offense, but not near as bad. Uh, it's, way, it's, it's way worse, way worse than the 49ers offense. They're 32nd in interceptions thrown, which they were last year too. Stafford led the uh, NFL in interceptions last year, won the Super Bowl. The problem is they're not getting the explosives this year. They're really, really not. Um, 19th in touchdown passes, 8th in third downs, 27th in red zone percentage, 9 touchdowns and 19 trips inside the 20, 26 in yards, 11th in passing yards. They're a one-dimensional offense, 31st in rush yards, 11th in pass yards, 29th in points. Not good. Uh, 25th in offensive DVOA, 1st in turnover uh percent of drives so the amount of drives that result in a turnover dead last in the nfl 21 percent one out of every five drives the rams offense results in a turnover stafford's uh, this is the stat i keep going back to you know we did our quarterback power rankings episode earlier this week go check that out if you want to i thought that was a good episode but um he's negative two okay if you look at touchdowns rushing or throwing and turnovers, fumbles, or interceptions. He has a negative two ratio. Twice as many turnovers to touchdowns. One of the worst in the NFL. It's awful. Now, strengths, there's only one on this team. On the, this side of the ball offense. It's Cooper Cup. It's Cooper Cup. He is, he's, he's unreal, man. I, I don't know. 
I, I don't know what else to say. He's just that day good. Now, D'Amico, and again, we started this episode with a little bit of criticism. Let's listen to D'Amico talk about that one thing, Cooper Cup. Just, I mean, the thing with the Rams is they're consistent. They're going to do what they do, right? As I think I said last time, it's always the Cooper Cup show. That hasn't changed over the past couple of weeks. Like, you find a way to get that guy to ball, and he's going to make a play for them. So that hasn't changed much for those guys. They're still running, you know, their same scheme. Uh, and they find a way to get their playmakers a ball. And uh, guys do a great job of converting, whether it's a screen or a jet sweep type play. They do a great job of taking a, a short pass uh, and taking it to the house. <laughs> that was That's the interesting part. That's the cool part about their offense, like relying on their playmakers. And you see the speed jump off with 15, 19 in the backfield more, more screens to those guys. So they have a lot of different playmakers, speedy guys who can make plays. I don't know about the speed, man. I, I I don't see it. Now, Tyler Higby, their tight end, I think is their number two option. And, man, you go back to that Rams 49ers game. They were, they were throwing the ball at two guys. It was cup, cup, Higby, cup, cup, Higby. The whole game. Uh, you take one of those things away, I hope you're not going to take away cup. But if you can limit him, he had all the targets and all the catches and all the yards, but you just put a top over it so he doesn't get those huge plays, you're going to be all right. There are so many weaknesses. Offensive line might be dead last in the NFL. Um, that's how bad it is. Stafford, he's playing terribly. A lot of that's because of the pressure. He's getting hit a lot. Uh, run game's non-existent. Uh, we talked about jet sweeps, which they're going to run because you put it on film, you couldn't stop it, and we played that clip earlier. Now, some connections that I think are fun between the Rams and 49ers. Obviously, you got McVay and his grandfather. Obviously, you got McVay and Shanahan. But Aaron Banks, Ben Skoranek, and Kyron Williams – uh, played together while at Notre Dame. Troy Fumagalli, David Edwards were at Wisconsin. Uh, Mitch Wisnowski and Matt Gay, uh, they played together at Utah, Battle of the Kickers. Tabor Pepper, Brian Allen were at Michigan State together. Uh, Chandler Brewer and Charvarius Ward at Middle Tennessee State. Shout out to Coach Cruz again for that. I mean, he just, th those, it's hard to find those things. It takes a lot of time to dig deep. Um, shout out to him for taking the time to do that because I love that kind of stuff. I, I really, really do. Now, we killed it last week, man. If you bet with us last week, we are big time positive on the year. Hoping to extend that. Real quick word from my bookie. You guys know what it is. It is winning season at my bookie. As always, if you want to enjoy the football games, 49ers, or just NFL, or really any sport in general, you can bet on anything over there. Mybookie.ag. We've been with them for years. Very trusted site. Get your money in. Get your money out easily. And on top of that, all season, double deposit bonus. Whenever you first deposit your money, let's say you deposit $250, you get $500 credited to your account if you just use our promo code 49ERS or scan this QR code right to the side of me if you're watching this on YouTube. And again, it just sets you up completely my bookie is incredible bet with us we're on patreon we share our bets every single week all season long so join us mybookie.ag promo code 49ers bet anytime anywhere with my bookie all right um one of my favorite two-team teasers which if you caught us our earlier episode we did a two-team plus seven teaser. We took the Ravens, which they won outright, um, and the Vikings against the Cardinals. Uh, he, I believe in two things. Number one, 
non-primetime Kirk Cousins has made us a lot of money if you've been betting with us over the years. I love the Vikings when nobody's watching. Uh, Kirk Cousins just gets a little uh, bladder shy. It's uh, <laughs> the best way to say it. And the Cardinals, guess what? New Call of Duty came out yesterday. Um, and if you look at Kyler Murray's record when Call of Duty double XP weeks are out, which they did this week as well, um, it's like it's as bad as you could possibly be. Um, so yeah, I've got the Vikings plus three and a half over the Cardinals. We get points and I expect them to win. Now, I'm betting the 49ers a small win, which is means 49ers just have to win one to 13 points, bet five to win six and a half points. Um, I'm putting the rest of my bets over, um, on Patreon. So if you want those, those are loaded now. Patreon.com slash 40 hours rush podcast. We put our bets up every week. And again, when Debo came out, they pulled down all the player props for this game. They're going to come up later. So I'll keep an eye on that. Probably get those up tomorrow morning or late tonight um, after our party. Uh, but that's some of the stuff to look at. We're, we're going to make some money this weekend. I feel pretty confident about it. Now, predictions. Here we go. Keys to the game. You got to keep drives going. If the 49ers are going to work the way they want to, you got to keep the offense on the field. You got to. Um, they have all of the tools to do that. Kittle has been unbelievable. Unbelievable. You got Trent Williams back, who he hasn't played. Trent Williams hasn't played against the Rams week 17. He didn't play. He was injured and probably shouldn't have played in the NFC Championship, and he didn't play in week four. He's back now. That is a huge plus that the 49ers haven't had in their last three matchups. Again, he played in the NFC West or the NFC Championship, but shouldn't have. Um, I think that's huge. Tommy, thank you for the gift. He says, the backup defensive tackles are scrubs. Need our starters. You're right. There are backups um, that are forced into a starting position. However, however, how many times have you, if you watch my Patreon breakdowns, I tell you all the time, Kevin Givens is a matchup-dependent defensive tackle. Guess who he matches up well against? The Rams. Three of his games, best games in his career, have all come against the Rams. All of them. So, yes, you are correct. Against the Falcons, against Creed Humphrey, the best center in the NFL, struggled big time. He's not going to this week. So, yeah, we need Eric Armstead back. But this week, I'm telling you, I, I'm not the biggest – I understand that there are issues with our defense, and it's right up the middle. You've got three defensive tackles out, Maurice Hurst before the season, Ken Law, Armstead. You've got two stud linebackers in the middle out, Aziz Greenlaw. That's five, five middle-of-the-field starters. I hate that. However, the Falcons could take advantage of that. Chiefs took advantage of everything. Rams can't take advantage of that. And so I think that's that's important. Um, so, yeah, I think the defensive tackle is an issue, and if we had Armstead and Kinlaw, oh, my gosh. But we don't. I don't think that's something they're going to be able to take advantage of. They might try to, but we'll see here. What's up, Nick? Uh, great friend, Nicholas Parra. Uh, so the Levi South takeover begins today. That's right. Um, as soon as I see, um, you know, as soon as I finish posting this on audio and all those things, I, I'm heading over to the facility and starting set up. Really excited about that. Um, so yeah, we'll see there. Now you got to score points off turnovers. There's going to be turnovers on this game on both sides. Jimmy ain't coming out clean. Matt Stafford sure as hell ain't coming out clean. Um, when that prop comes up uh, on interceptions, I sure as hell am betting Stafford to throw an interception. Cup's going to get his. Now Jimmy Ward's playing out of position. He doesn't like it. Um, a little worried about that, but we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, me personally, I would put Ward as my number two linebacker. 
Um, that's what I would do. Or Tyshawn Gibson as my number two linebacker. Um, I hope Burks get the start there, not DFF and Curtis Robinson again. Gosh, I hope Curtis Robinson plays. I used to be shadowed by Ramsey all game. Now with his route running, I think he'll get his, but I, I'm not expecting a huge game from Ayuk. I am expecting a giant game from George Kittle, which he's got back-to-back giant games, and CMC. Last time CMC played the Rams, which was two weeks ago, over 150 total yards. I expect Kittle to go over 800, or sorry, 80 yards for the third consecutive week, and I expect CMC should get over 100 total yards. Um, that's what I expect. Now, my prediction before the injury injury report came out, I had the 40 yards by six. I dropped it down. I got the 49ers winning this game. I do. I think they're the better team. It's going to be ugly. <laughs> It's going to be a divisional slugfest, and nobody's walking out of this unscathed. I got the 49ers winning 20 to 17. Remember, the 49ers have won every matchup, the last eight matchups, if they've scored 20 points or more. They've only lost once, and it's when they scored 17. So, 49ers come out, must win. Most important game left on the schedule. This, I wore this shirt to record my disrespectful Kyle Shanahan shirt because it's his time. You got to show it. And he has continually shown it against this defense and against this coach, Sean McVay. You don't got Debo. You got a lot of people out on defense. Don't care. You got to find a way. This game is so huge. Appreciate you guys so much. So excited. If you're coming out to L.A., come say what's up. Um, please come say hi. I, I love making those connections. And, man, we'll be live right after the show. Make sure you turn that notification bell on so you can catch us. Uh, really excited about this. This is why we're football fans, guys. It, it's all on the line. This is it. We've got, like, playoff implication football in October. In October. Oh, I love this. All right, till next time, go get that win. Stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.